Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Faces of TBI podcast series, the number one podcast for brain injury and concussion resources. I am Amy Zalmer, founder of FacesofTBI.com and your host. Today, I'm going to be talking with Dr. Michael Bagnell about dolphins, healing, and concussions. If you're enjoying this podcast series, please be sure to check out my Patreon page to help support my advocacy work and receive exclusive member-only content, patreon.com slash Amy Zellmer. This episode is brought to you by Integrated Brain Centers. Located in Denver, Colorado, Drs. Shane Stedman and Perry Maynard are experts in functional neurology and treat complex concussion cases from around the country. With over 20 years of combined experience, they are leaders in helping patients who are suffering from post-concussion symptoms, including dizziness, vertigo, headaches, and more. For your free consultation, you can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. Hello, I am Amy Zellmer, and you're listening to Faces of TBI, a podcast series for survivors by survivors, raising awareness about traumatic brain injury, one podcast at a time. Those of you who might not know who I am, I am a TBI survivor from a fall on the ice in February of 2014. I'm a frequent contributor to the Huffington Post, Thrive Global, and the Goodman Project, and I'm author of Life with a Traumatic Brain Injury, Finding the Back to Normal, available on Amazon. Additionally, I'm editor-in-chief of the Brain Health Magazine, and you can grab your free digital subscription at brainhealthmagazine.com. You can also learn more about me and the podcast at facesoftbi.com, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. I also enjoy, invite you to join my private face group, Amy's TBI Tribe, to connect with other survivors, caregivers, and loved ones. Today, my guest is Dr. Michael Bagnell, and he has been in practice for 31 years in South Florida. He has a personal history with a family member who suffered a brain injury in the 70s, which is one of the factors that motivates him to help others to help others recover and families navigate the difficulties of brain injury recovery. He has developed a unique brain resilience camp in which he combines land and water-based neuroscience activities with dolphins to help enhance the brain recovery. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Bagnell. So thrilled to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be together with you. <laughs> yeah, it's always great to chat with you. Um, I'm excited yeah. to talk about this again today, um, your whole dolphin experience, which I can't wait to yeah. experience it yeah, someday so. when I can travel oh. again. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> we're looking forward to that. But first, why don't you share with our listeners how you came to work in the brain injury community? Well, that's you kind of stated it there uh, partially. In the 70s, my father had a car accident, a very severe car accident, actually down in the Keys where we do our dolphin work. Not that we were living down there, but he was driving down there and he had a head-on collision uh, with a, a camper, some people in a camper. And uh, he had to be cut out of that car with something called the Jaws of Life, and he was airlifted to a hospital here. And I remember 
early in the morning, my mom waking us up and us going to the hospital, I don't know, maybe three or four in the morning, and then uh, waiting for hours as a kid in a chair there, waiting, and then going in to see my dad in ICU with, you know, the, it's a traumatic experience, of course, for kids. Um, but uh, I ended up understanding how much more he had to go through as we, we grew up with my dad who had a very severe traumatic brain injury from that car accident. And at some level, I believe that's, that was a very strong influence. Looking back, mm-hmm. and I was interested in the brain. So I, was, I went to chiropractic university. Uh, I wanted to become a physician when I was in high school. And in my chiropractic, I started to become interested more in the nervous system. Most people think it's the spine, but it's the spine and the nervous system. And as I got out, I started into the neurology, a postgraduate neurology program uh, after I graduated my doctor in chiropractic degree. And that led me into functional neurology, which was how to really help people restore brain function, um, not only with traumatic brain injury, but with all types of different conditions that they might be suffering with. And I actually, as a side note, I believe that I've had sustained six to ten concussions minor at some of them during sports and car accidents. Of course, never diagnosed with some symptoms. And now in my late 50s, I do feel and have felt some changes in my physiology uh, that I've been able to train and work on my brain. So I've been able to probably mitigate a lot of those results. Mm. You know, and you brought up an interesting point when you were talking about um, you went to chiropractic school and wanted to learn more about the brain and the nervous system. Um, And, you know, and I think that question arises a lot when we talk about functional neurology, because most of you are chiropractors, not all of you. There's also PTs, MDs, OTs, Um, but many of you are chiropractors. And I think that confuses a lot of people like chiropractors just adjust your neck and spine. Um, so yeah. maybe you could just touch on that for just a minute about what makes you guys so unique and special in the functional neurology world. Well, I think that the, the primary reason there's so many chiropractic physicians that are drawn this direction is, number one, one of the, I would say, the patriarch, if you will, of understanding more about the brain is Dr. Carrick. And Dr. Carrick, through his early years in, in, from chiropractic towards his beginning, he started to move into the neurology world. And so as he developed approaches and a greater understanding, he's one of these people that's just, he's just brilliant in, in anything. So, you know, he's worked with people from Harvard and Cambridge and Oxford and all around the world because he is just a unique individual. He just happened to study chiropractic early. So many of us have been exposed to him um, by, by, um, providence, I would say. But then the other side of it is that when you have a, when you're steeped in physical medicine, the physical components of the body are one of the biggest inputs to the brain. Body Mm -hmm. movement affect the brain and, you know, the motor output of the body is strongly linked to the brain as its greatest input. I guess you might say that. And so I think that we have a hand right in the mix there. So the more that doctors of chiropractic can understand the brain and neural networks and the functional aspect and marry that to the physical medicine, 
it seems to be really, they, they, they really love that. And I know I do. I, that just really spurred me on, you know, 32 years ago, actually, to, to follow, start going, okay, I need to know more about this brain and how this is interacting because you're right. It's the concept people have. You say chiropractic, they have a little window in their mind. Oh, they crack the back. But it's really, it's just a concept. <laughs> um, you know, that's just the early thing. But, yeah, I think it's our providence of having Dr. Carrick as a, a person that came through the chiropractic ranks into neuroscience and then the rest of us in what we do physically with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I know I'm a little biased because, um, you know, functional neurology is what truly, truly helped me. Um, You know, most people listening have heard my story, you know, I was two and a half years in before I even found, before I even heard of functional neurology, you know, it's it's like the best kept secret out there. Um, And, you know, I I was skeptical at first. I'm like a chiropractor because my ex-husband was a chiropractor. I'm like, what's a chiropractor going to (laughs) do for a brain injury? (laughs) And um, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, I mean, I have mad respect for chiropractors. But, you know, again, it was like if my back hurt or my neck hurt or I had headaches. So it didn't occur to me that a chiropractor could have all this additional training and you know, fully understand um, the whole body brain connection because the brain runs everything, (laughs) literally everything. Um, So yeah, Yeah. the functional approach is where it's at. And now you've taken it another step further um, and you're integrating land and water um, and in the water with dolphins um, to, Mm Uh, give people a whole different experience in their um, in their in their intensive. So you know, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what made you think to incorporate water exercises um, into your practice? Okay, great, great question. So we're, you know, um, animal assisted therapy has been going on for quite a long time with tremendous results for people. Uh, you know, people have therape- therapeutic animals that they travel with and that they have. And mm-hmm. most of these will help, I would say, with mental health, right? Uh, neuroemotional health, mental health. People suffer with PTSD. There's dogs. There's cats. I can't even believe that. Actually, in Miami a few years ago, there was a peacock that someone had as a, and this is true, as a therapeutic animal that they would travel with. So no, no kidding. That, that actually happened in Miami. So Miami is a strange town. But aside from that, the animal-assisted therapies, uh, you know, people, hippotherapy working with horses, it's not hippos, but it's horses, has been dramatically helpful. And then there's, there's so many of the dogs. My sister-in-law works in a hospital in a spinal care unit, spinal, care, uh, spinal injuries, and they have dog therapy all the time, dogs that go in and, and, and help with the clients. But I had a love for the ocean when I was a kid. So a lot of my stuff goes back to my history, right? a lot of my interests. I had a love for that. I wanted to be an oceanographer. And so I was always interested in South Florida with the ocean. Things would be, I, I have a client, her and her husband, that they're co-owners in dolphin habitats around the world. And a couple of years ago, with our neuro-based work, she said, hey, have you ever thought about, it was just a, it was just a statement, have you ever thought about doing anything with the dolphins? Because there are some programs down in the Caribbean where, and even in the Keys where they work with dolphins, with children with disabilities, more on a physical therapy uh, side and occupational therapy. 
And they use the dolphins uh, and, and the time with the dolphins as a reward to these children at the end of a day of a lot of very demanding physical therapy. So I said, that is very interesting. So uh, out of that conversation, I spent countless hours going down there with her and her husband to the, to the uh, habitat where the dolphins are and working with the marine mammal specialist and getting in the water. And because when you're in the water, your vestibular system, as you know, Amy, better than probably almost everyone, is, is very active because you're, not, you're, not, you're floating. So your brain's having to get information into it about where you are in the water and your body position. So we're using the vestibular system in the water to do particular behaviors with the dolphins. They lead you in these behaviors that would help enhance your brain function, number one. So we develop many different exercises in the water. And we also do brain training on the land. So a day would look like brain training on land and, and brain training in the water, back and forth in these, these things. And we've seen that the amygdala, which is related many times to our response to threat, uh, many people with PTSD or if you've had a brain injury, can be overactive and many, many things can bother you, light, sound, movement. The amygdala seems to reduce, reduce its hypervigilance when you start working with animals like this, because to be honest, the dolphins are such a joy. When you look at them, they look like they're smiling at you. That's the funny thing. Mm-hmm. They look like they have a grin. If you, if, if you just pull it up, right, anyone, pull it up on the Internet today, look at pictures of dolphins, they look like they're smiling continually. So there's great joy. There's something in their echolocation that they use when they're in the water with us that seems to affect us biologically in a positive way. Um, it's a beautiful experience, and we've, we've kind of tailored it so we can actually per, uh, target areas in the brain of the person who's been injured to help them rehabilitate those areas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like you said, the dolphins always look like they're constantly smiling. And we know mm-hmm. that they're just these very gentle, sweet creatures Um you know, I've, I've had experiences with dolphins, never up close and personal, but, you know, they're just so calming to watch when they frolic in the water. Right. Um, and so I can only yeah. imagine getting to just be up close and personal with them would be a really incredible oh, experience. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's unreal. You're in the water with a, a six to 800 pound animal and you're hugging them and feeling their heartbeat. And you're lay, floating on your back during one of our ex- activities, meditating, and the dolphin is eye to eye with you. It's, I mean, it's one of these things that is life changing. I would say. Mm-hmm. And so, what are some of the ways that you incorporate the dolphins into tasks, into helping um, patients do different tasks in the water? So one of the exercises we have is what I just mentioned, a meditation. At the end of the day, after doing activities, uh, our clients will have a time where they're floating on their back. <clears throat> they have a safety vest on, life vest, and one under their, under their legs. And you're floating. And the marine mammal specialist will bring the dolphin around you, up near your head, down, and, and just moving around you. And the dolphins are echolocating all the time anyway. That's their dominant sense. You know, we as human beings, it's visual is our dominant sense, but with dolphins, it's echolocation. So as they're echolocating, they're bombarding us with these wonderful pulsed electromagnetic frequencies that are actually biological, right? They're made by the dolphins, and they do it at their own discretion. 
But we had one client who was dealing with <clears throat> seizure disorder uh, as a result of uh, many different things, uh, head injuries being, concussions being one of them, that as the trainer was trying to move the dolphin to a different area, the dolphin kept coming back near her head, kept coming back near her head, kept coming back near her head, and, and seemed to want to just stay right there. Very unique, right? It's like, why is the dolphin doing that? The dolphin doesn't know that she has seizures. She wasn't in the middle of a seizure, but the dolphin had some innate sense. At least that's what mm -hmm. the trainer, the, ma the mammal specialist, interpreted. And I've heard countless other stories like that. So that's one activity, and we feel that one is one of the most valuable uh, one other activity is one where a person would swim out into the lagoon and they would have their arms and legs out and you're facing down. You have a mask on and a snorkel, almost like you're a pinwheel, giant human pinwheel. And the dolphin will come up and put their, their nose on your hand and start turning you like you're a big pinwheel. And we will rotate people in the direction and at a speed with the dolphins that is similar to, to some of the things people experience in a, uh, a gyro stim, which are pretty dynamic pieces of machinery and technology that functional neurologists sometimes have that helps to activate the vestibular system. We could do it in the water. And again, in that activity, you are eye to eye with the dolphin while you're turning at a slow speed. Another wonderful brain activity. How cool. I mean, like just your own yeah. personal gyro stim turning you. I just, I think that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah. So w when you do these brain camps, uh, they are a week long. Is that correct? Tell us a little more how that yes, works. Yes, they're a week long. Yeah, actually, we've just uh, retooled <laughs> or relaunching them <clears throat> where uh, in the past we've, we've had people staying down at the, the, uh, the resort where the dolphin facility is but what we're doing is we've made a change this year because of the you know the change in the environment with the, the pandemic and now it's being reduced of course here in South Florida very much but what we're doing is we're having people come into Miami get all their baseline testing done in our office they begin the first day in our office we have a full day of brain training based on their results the second day we will go down as a group to the Dolphin uh, uh, Center and we will have multiple sessions in the water that day and have we, we bring we have supply lunch for everyone, a very healthy lunch, whether it's vegan, gluten-free. I mean, we go all out on the eating and fueling. And then uh, we have multiple sessions there and then back the next day in Miami and training in the brain lab of my office, uh, full-on sessions multiple times that day. Thursday, back down to the Keys as a group with multiple sessions in the water again with the dolphins. Very, It's fun, but it's rigorous, right? So we have to make sure everyone's mm -hmm. getting good rest and sleep. And, of course, we feed everybody again. And then on Friday is our last day, some work in the office in the brain lab and exit tests to make sure that we can measure the improvements that people have attained and give them recommendations. And then we have a fun celebration to send everybody off on their own way back to their, their home hopefully with improvements and, and lasting memories of the dolphins that, uh, that they can take mm. forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, how I know in previous last year you had intended to do these monthly and then, um, you know, the pandemic hit. Um, is this something that you're amping up to do on a monthly basis or how frequently are you planning to do them? 
In a word, yes. That's why we revamped this, this flow and this format, because uh, the, the uh, beautiful, the very beautiful <clears throat> resort where this dolphin uh, facility is, is sometimes very booked, right? So it's hard for people to get in there sometimes. So we decided with much counsel from people at the, the marine mammal specialists and other trainers that work with us and co-partner with us and, and even some of the dogs, the other functional neurologists that are going to come in and work with us on those weeks, we decided to do it in Miami and then traveling down would be the most efficient. And then we could have it on a monthly, more availability for people to, mm-hmm. to get healing and to recover, have the experience. So I can't wait to bring Amy Zelmer down. This is going to be the most <laughs> fun I could possibly have. We're going to have a great time when that happens. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Um, yeah, and so uh, it's kind of a random question, but do you do this year-round? I mean, I know it's Florida, it's Keys, um, <clears throat> but the water can still get a little cool down there, um, like mm-hmm. December, January. Um, so do you do these year-round, or is it more the summer months? Yeah, the last camp we ran was January, end of January uh, last year. Last year, yes, right before the pandemic started. 2020, yeah. And, um, yeah, and it was, yeah, people say, oh, Florida, it's nice, it's fun, but the <laughs> water was cold, and we had, a, we had a, a very strong wind that came in for two days. And so some of our clients that were there, we had a family from Northern California, they, they had a wonderful time. They, they had tremendous breakthroughs with their daughters who both had, had concussions. And the father said, the husband said on the last day, he said, we love the camp. You guys are amazing. Our daughters did well. But can we, can we knock off the hypothermic treatments next time? <laughs> so so it, it, was, it was very cold standing in the water or being in the water for 45 minutes straight with a 20-mile-an-hour wind blowing over your head. So uh, we probably won't be doing them in January anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I mean, you think of the keys, and it's always beautiful, but – I know it can get a little chilly down there at times. So, yeah, I was curious about yeah, that. <laughs> Although, you know, you're getting the, uh, um, cryotherapy <laughs> with the cold water. Cryotherapy, yeah. That, that was the word. That was the word he used. I said hypothermic. Yeah, cryotherapy is what he said. Can we knock off the cryotherapy? I was like, yes. But we might have to invite Wim Hof in because that could be a benefit to us. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh, my. Mm-hmm. So tell us a Very little good. more. You said you said you're also bringing in other funk neurodocs during some of these camps. Um, so tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about what that's looking like. Well, that's still in conversation with some of them right now. Many have have expressed an interest to come down. We'd like to help them understand this work. Of course, they bring a whole knowledge set. So you can imagine mm-hmm. if you had five of, let's say, you know, you have twenty amazing people in the book. Uh, in the concussion discussion book. So imagine if you had five of those docs that were able to be there at one yeah. time working on I know, that's what, five that's clients what's going you on had in my one mind to right one now. for a week. Yeah, that's exactly, that's one of the hopes we have. And we have brought in other doctors. We're looking to train other doctors in some of the approaches. So whether they're beginning in functional neurology or haven't been exposed, but ideally to have other functional neurologists to be able to be there serving at the camp is, is one of my, my heart's desires. Mm, so cool. So cool. And, you know, you get a group of funk neuros together and it's pretty cool. Um, 
I, you know, I yeah. feel I'm at, I'm, I, I understand a lot, but you guys like start talking and I'm just like, what? You guys are all so smart. Um, yeah. but it's always so inspiring to be around a group of you guys. It's just, it's really cool. Um, and you I brought agree. up the concussion discussions and I want to make sure everyone mm-hmm. knows, um, they can go to concussiondiscussions.com and we have both the interview video series that's available as well as the book. The book is now officially launched on Amazon. So you can find Woo-hoo. both of those. Yeah. At concussiondiscussions.com. Um, and yeah, it's very exciting. Um, I, I got the first printed proof in my hand. And so that's always nice. really cool. But um, hopefully in another week we'll have the, 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 the Kickstarter books will be coming in. So very excited to get those sent out to everyone who helps support us on Kickstarter. Um, So we're just about out of time and I would love to wrap up just, you know, what are your final thoughts for our listeners? Like people who are just still struggling with their lingering brain injury symptoms. And, you know, most people listen to my podcast pretty regularly, but might be someone new who's just catching this for the first time. You know, what, what is some advice that you have for anyone that's still struggling? Like what, what, what should their next step be? Well, I mean, I, I'm with you. If they, if they haven't found someone in functional neurology, that would be definitely my encouragement to them is to reach out through you or because they're hearing your podcast and, and see if they can connect with somebody in their area that might be able to, have a conversation with them, a consultation, an evaluation, whatever, whatever step they're at. Uh, if they have done that and they've gone through different treatments, vision therapy, vestibular, functional neurology, hyperbaric oxygen, I mean, we can go down the list, right? All these things that have a potential benefit for people, functional medicine, um, and they're still struggling, then those are the people I think that need the most encouragement because, you know, I'll say it like this, and I kind of wrote it somewhat in the chapter, is that human life has suffering. Human life has suffering. And I don't say that flippantly. I'm only on 58 years old, and I haven't (laughs) – I've been through my human living that that has its issues, right, like all of us. But it's still suffering, whatever it is. And so – and there's also great beauty and enjoyment in in human life too. But nobody needs to be encouraged when everything's going great. (laughs) It's the suffering. And I would say to people that have had uh, brain injuries that are, are really struggling is that there, there is a purpose in suffering, I believe. I believe there's a purpose in suffering. You know, I, I have – I was – in my upbringing, I was an atheist. I was not someone who was uh, believed in faith or God or anything. I mean, I, I was really actually quite against all that stuff. And later in my life, I've had quite a change of heart. And I say that it's change of heart. It's not following rules and it's not being this or that. It's, I've had a change of heart about God. I've had a change of heart about suffering. I think there's, there's a value in suffering because it, it tends to mold you and form you. Uh, and, if, and if you can open up to some things that, uh, with your spirit, right, I, I feel that everyone has a human spirit. If you can nurture that, even if your physical body is really struggling, or your psychological body is struggling, your mind, you know, really take heart in that you have a spirit and, and let's strengthen your spirit uh, that you might be able to endure um, 
suffering really can bring about endurance. So it's a difficult mm-hmm. road. I think there would be a lot more to say, but I know we're at the end. I just encourage people, hang in there, seek out some help spiritually, physically. I think, honestly, Amy, and I'm not uh, just making saying this, I think you're one of the greatest resources currently for people in this that have gone through things. You're one, your suffering has led to helping mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of people, and so I super applaud you in that. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's kind of you. You're welcome. Um, welcome. You know, it's true. It's, you know, you have to look at, it's hard to see when you're in the midst of suffering, right? But when you get to the other side of it and you realize how much you've grown because of it, um, I think that's that's very, very true. Um, And so just, you know, embrace where you are. And know that there's always hope and, you know, reach out to one of the resources in the book or that you've heard on this podcast. Um, And and there's just, there's always hope. Um, And I I love hearing the success stories. So, um, yeah. Well, Dr. Bagnell, thank you so much for being here. And if anyone wants to find you, uh, what is your website? Well, they have to send up smoke signals in the form of bagnailbraincenter.com. <laughs> bagnailbraincenter.com. And then we are everywhere on social media, right? On YouTube, mm-hmm. Bagnail Brain Center. Mm-hmm. We have a channel and Facebook, Bagnail Brain Center, and, and uh, uh, Instagram, Bagnail Brain Center. So just look for Bagnail Brain Center somewhere. You'll find me. And then mm-hmm. hopefully we'll connect <laughs> and I, I can encourage them too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and they can always reach out to you for a consultation if they're interested. Um, sure. And also if That's they're right. – um, is, is it the same website for the, the dolphin camp? Yes, is all we that have information a link on there? the dolphin. Perfect. Yeah, there. And at Facebook has a uh, dolphin – Dr. Bagnell's Brain Camp with the dolphins has a Facebook page for that too. So either one, the website can find out more about the dolphin camps. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. It's always wonderful to get an opportunity to chat with you. And thanks again for being here and sharing with our listeners today. Thank you, dear. You be well. Take care. And thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. And again, I have uh, the link to Bagnell Brain Center's um, Bagnell Brain Center uh, in the show notes. So you can click through on that clickable link. And just another big thank you to our sponsor, Integrated Brain Centers. You can find them online at integratedbraincenters.com. And you can find previous podcast episodes on most streaming platforms, such as iTunes or at Faces of TBI directly. And you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Amy Zellmer. And also remember to join Amy's TBI tribe on Facebook. Thank you all for listening. And thank you for being a part of my journey. Have a great day, everyone. And I'll see you in the next episode.